the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. How many times have we heard the Beatitudes throughout our lives? I mean, they're arguably some of the most recognizable and most quoted sayings from all the Gospels. And pretty much whoever you ask, including non-Christians, can identify them, at least as something that Jesus said. This portion of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount seems to appear everywhere we look, from Hallmark cards to bookmarks to those crocheted family heirlooms that we have hanging on our walls. And for many of us, the Beatitudes convey this feeling of peace in a sense that everything really is going to be all right. For some reason, most of us like that one line about the meek inheriting the earth the best. I mean, it's poetic. It's timeless. It's Jesus at his best. But if we take just a little closer look this morning at the gospel reading, we can find that there might be a little more to it than what simply meets the eye at first glance. I mean, I'm happy considering myself to be a peacemaker or pure in heart. But what's all this talk about being persecuted for righteousness' sake? Why would I want to get involved in something that would cause people to revile and persecute and utter all kinds of evil against me? That sounds less like a blessing and more like a curse to me. Where's all this coming from? And how much of it is actually relevant to us today? Well, like most things in the Bible, the context of any given book or particular situation can really help us to make some sense out of things that sometimes don't seem to make a lot of sense to our 21st century lives. And the gospel, according to Matthew, is no exception. It might help us to know that Matthew wrote this gospel during a period of time when these new Christians were finding themselves being torn between opposing societies and opposing ideologies. And they hadn't quite come to terms as to where and how they should really fit into all this. They were discovering that the new ideas and the radical overturning of social norms that Jesus preached during his ministry, well, they weren't simply being accepted without question to the establishment. Even internally, these followers of the way were at even odds with each other, some disagreeing over minute details of Jesus' message, while others were simply finding the work of living into this life too hard and were drifting back to their old ways. And looking at the bigger picture, Matthew was writing his gospel for a community of Jewish Christians. And while Matthew envisioned a time when Jew and Gentile could live together in harmony, many of the established Jewish leaders of the time just simply couldn't see how that would ever be possible. This was an unsteady, uncertain time for these new Christians. And they were most certainly having their faith tested on a daily basis. 
And it's also important to note that the Beatitudes are written in the indicative mood, not the imperative. Meaning when Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, or blessed are the meek, he's not saying that we all have to somehow become disheartened or to stop standing up for ourselves in order for us to earn God's love. And the opposite is also true. Even the richest in spirit or the most courageous person in town still has a place in God's kingdom. Perhaps with the caveat that they might have a greater opportunity to spread the God's message to other people. And throughout our human history, there have certainly been times when it's been harder to live fully into our Christian lives than others. There have been numerous times when simply associating yourself with Christ or with the church meant certain death at the hands of the authorities. As much as we like to think that this doesn't happen anymore in our world today, some places it does. But nowadays, most religious persecution comes in the form of demonizing or excluding various groups or peoples simply because they're different or because they make us feel uncomfortable in some way. While most of us will never find ourselves in situations where our physical lives are online for the gospel, we will all most definitely be faced with attacks on our spiritual lives on a daily basis. And it's not really hard to see what I'm talking about. Just look around as you go through your day. Just think about what we bring into our homes each evening when we turn on a movie or even the nightly news. How many times do you wish you could unsee some of those images presented on the television? Or have you, like most of us, simply become desensitized to the constant exposure to death and to violence that we're faced with day in and day out? until we actually begin to believe that just another mass shooting or car bomb or hate crime is just a routine part of life. That's enough to make anyone poor in spirit. And for those who recognize what is going on, it's enough to cause them to mourn for what society has become. The same was true for the first Christians in the decades following Jesus' resurrection. And the same is true for us today. And yet, while half of Jesus' blessings we hear this morning are directed to those who find themselves in despair or hopelessness, the others are nothing short of calls to action. Now, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, ours is not a passive faith. It is the meek and the poor in spirit who find themselves hungering and thirsting for righteousness. It's those who yearn for and who strive for righteousness in a world that's focused solely on one's own individual achievement at the expense of everyone and everything else. It's those who speak up against oppression, trying to fulfill those vows they made at their baptism who are all too often labeled as barriers to progress or somehow unpatriotic. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you 
and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. You see, brothers and sisters, there is plenty of work left to do in God's kingdom. And the rewards for doing this holy work aren't delayed until we're sometime dead and ultimately in that complete presence of God. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven has come near. The reign of God has come near. Each time we act in accordance with God's plan, we are manifesting part of God's kingdom now here on earth. Each time we show compassion to others, loving our neighbors as ourselves, we are allowing Jesus that opportunity to enter into that person's heart as well as into our own. That's the greatest gift a person can give to another. This is the call we all have as members of Christ's body. And so, St. John's Church, when we leave this place, let us go forth doing justice, loving mercy, walking humbly with our God, and in turn, becoming a blessing to ourselves and a blessing to others. Amen.